this is holy ground. We are standing on holy ground and we worship you. We adore you, King of kings, Lord of lords, bright and morning star, ancient of days, everlasting Father, Prince of peace. We worship you. We adore you. There's no one like you, Lord. Receive the honor. Receive the majesty. Receive the glory in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Mountains will be moved. Giants will be slain tonight. Victory is coming. Victory is coming tonight. You promised, Lord. You promised. You said nothing shall be impossible for God. You said nothing shall be too hard for you, Jesus. And we believe your word. We believe your word. On your word, we receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to say hallelujah. 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 My God, my God. Come on, can we give Jesus a shout of praise in this place? Hallelujah! I don't know how long I'm going to be. The Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. I want to ask a quick thing, quickly. Not the firefighters. I want people that's hungry for the Lord to come and fill the, the first row for me, please. Come on, if you're hungry for the Lord, not a firefighter, right? Firefighters, stay as far in the back as you can. Those who's hungry for God, quickly come and fill the, the first row for me. Thank you, guys. Tremendous. Can we give the band a nice hand? So if you're hungry for the Lord, I want you to come and take a seat in the front row for me, okay? Fill the whole front row up so that... Uh, I can minister to the hungry ones first. If you need chairs, we'll get more chairs. It's, it's, it's different than other days, but there's a reason. We're having a breakthrough conference. We're not going to hand out cake and tea. We're going to... Guys, ushers, help get chairs. Please, get these people chairs. Let's move it a little bit to the ends. Take some of the chairs. Cricket, just help us. Let's get people on the chairs. I know it's different. It's good to be taken out of your comfort zones now and then. Just quickly, free of charge, a lot of people say, how, how, why do you worship so long? It's because the Holy Spirit wasn't happy until we stopped. We stopped when He was happy. That's why we worship God. Um, I've, I've, I want to say this with all the love in my heart. There's a church in Centurion, I promise you, not right now, they've got one hour services, praise and worship, offering, message, praying for people. No, they don't pray for people. So if you want a quick drive-through, I can show you to that church. It's one, uh, one hour in and out. Here we wait on the Lord because we're hungry for God. Or I, I don't want to speak to my... Am I, am I, we love to worship God. Guys, help me quickly. Get the people moved up. Like, you know, put more chairs onto the end so that we can get the people in the... I want to still be able to walk and kick and, and run and... Do you understand what I'm saying? So put a chair there against the wall, chairs against that walls. Put chairs here. Thank you, guys. Don't want to make it too complicated. Hallelujah. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord? You know, a lot of people say that, a lot of people say that they need breakthrough. And what we've done now is I've done, well, the band helped you with 50% of the job has already been done for breakthrough. 
praise and worship brings breakthrough. I've never seen Paul and Silas sitting in jail waiting for something to happen. The Bible says Paul and Silas were praising God. They were singing songs in the very midnight hour. They were singing songs. All right, don't, don't look at the ashes. Look at me quickly. Otherwise, you're going to miss what I'm saying. Praise and worship brings breakthrough. Say so with me, praise and worship brings breakthrough. Say it again. This is why we praise. This is why we worship. Amen. So on that note, welcome to Faith City. Good to be in the house of the Lord. We're so expectant, so excited for what God's going to do this whole weekend. Last year, we had a, a breakthrough conference. God moved tremendously. It happened, it works in this way. The Bible promises us that those who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness shall be filled. That's, that's one of the ways that you can get touched by the fire of God. You know, if I wasn't hungry many years ago, God would have never used me the way He's using me today. You know, I can't, if it was just for me sitting and doing nothing, God would have passed me by and touched somebody that was hungry and desperate and thirsty. That's how it works. Is somebody listening to me? Uh, you can look right through the Gospels. Everybody that was hungry for God received the touch. This is why you need to be hungry tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday is going to be a blast. And this is what we're trusting God for. I'm trusting God for supernatural breakthrough financially, physically, emotionally. And I want to say this for, for the five that wants to hear this, that the Egyptian you see today, you'll see no more. The mountain that you saw yesterday, you'll see no more. Hallelujah. Why am I so confident in saying this? Because the Bible says nothing shall be impossible for God. And the Bible says if you believe, you will receive the glory of God. If you, now, many people say that, are you a name it, claim it kind of guy? Well, I'm a believe it, receive it kind of guy. If I can believe it, the Bible says I can receive it. Now, if you believe that, I want you to high-five your neighbor and say, hey, you have to buckle to your seat tonight. Something good is about to happen. Now, before we're going to get started, I want to ask the ushers just to help me quickly. For all the new or first-time visitors, just lift your hand very high and wave at us. Can we just welcome them? If you are a first-time visitor, just keep your hand lifted. We just want to, the ushers just quickly want to get some of your details. We're not going to rash you. But it's good to send you a, a, a God bless you now and then. So just lift your hand if you're here for the first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Praise God. Praise God. Now, every night is going to build. A lot of people will st are still at work on a Friday evening. And for those of you that's here, you're good. You're in the greatest place ever. Ever. You'll never be the same again. Oh, I like that one that shouted yes in the back. I like that. He's got faith. I said, you'll never be the same again after tonight. Now, do me, do me a f I like, I like him more. I like him more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, we're going to experience a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to speak to my friends. I think they said this side. Tonight, we're going we're gonna to experience a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit. Sovereignly. 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 Is it, just quickly, lift your hands again if, you, if we haven't gotten you, the new people. Just the ushers, just get you quickly. Please remember, tomorrow night at 6, we're going to continue tomorrow night at 6 p.m., Sunday morning, 8 and 10 a.m., and it's going to be miraculous. Next week, we're going to get testimonies of what God has done. I, I, I just want to tell you, this is not my first rodeo. I promise you, I've been in places where I had breakthrough conferences, where I dealt on fi financial issues, and so I declare the word of God, because this is what I'm going to 
teach on tonight, and you're going to see the power of God. I've I've spoken on on financial breakthrough. I said God is going to get people to a financial liberty, freedom, where money will come forth, and 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 people say, "Oh, can God just do it?" Well, the my Bible teaches, if I believe it, whatever I ask according to His will, it shall be given unto me. Now. If you believe that in heaven there's poverty, I, I think you read the wrong Bible. There's no poverty in heaven. Listen, the, the Bible says that we're going to walk on the streets of gold. That which people kill for here, we're going to walk on there. Hello. So I've declared the word. So the Lord said to me in that conference, somebody is, somebody is fighting what I'm saying. So I say that releases spirit. I rebuke that spirit, first of all. And second of all, I command that breakthrough now. And I said the following. I said, if I be the man of God, I declare finances will come through your cell phone now. And uh, a guy jumped up. So I said to the people, I said, switch on your cell phone. So I heard, did it, did it, did it. And a pastor, by the way, was in the conference. He came to the conference. And he jumped up and he ran to the front. He picked me up swinging me through the air, shouting. He said, look my phone, look at my phone. And God gave him breakthrough the minute I declared that. Okay. Now, there's a reason for this. Let me explain to you why. The Bible said that God gave dominion to Adam. When God created Adam, he gave him dominion over the whole world. Who, who hears me? Wave at me if you hear me. God said to him, I want you to multiply. He said, I'm giving you dominion over the world, over the plants, over the fish of the sea, over all the animals, over everything. I'm giving you the dominion. Why did God give him dominion? Because everything belongs to God. God created everything. All right? I don't believe in a big bang. The only bang that there was is God said, let there be light. And bang, there was light. Everything that is created is created for him, because of him, to him. And I'm a head of salvation. Now, do me a favor, if, if you're a head of salvation, let, let, let me hear you, let the devil hear you, because tonight's going to be Satan's worst night of his life. You are a head of salvation, a head of Christ Jesus. So the Lord said to Adam, I'm giving you dominion over everything. And, and he even God even said to Adam, I, wanted, I want you to call the animals. So who, made, who gave a lion the name of a lion? Adam. And Adam didn't look for the animals. The a- animals came to him. That's what the Bible says. The animals came to him and he named them. He's a queen. He's a queen. That's what he done. Dominion. I want you to shout dominion. dominion. One more time. Dominion. dominion. You can do better than that. Dominion. dominion. And so when, when Adam, when, when, let me rephrase, when Eve sinned, come on guys. High fives all around. When, when, when Eve sinned, <laughs> when, 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 when men lost its dominion and authority in the God of Eden, Lucifer, Satan, took that dominion. That is why the Bible later on calls him the prince of this world or the God of the earth. Because he took dominion. He took authority back. Help me. When Moses died, right later on in the Revelation, you'll see that the scripture says that Michael and Lucifer contended over the body of, of Moses. And the, what, did, what did Michael tell him? Michael didn't say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. No, Michael said, the Lord rebukes you. For the simple reason that when Adam sinned, Lucifer took the dominion and the authority. In other words, Lucifer was, was taking away the Adamic authority. Or the Adamic authority. So Michael, when Michael rebuked Lucifer, Michael was speaking out of an angelic authority. Because Lucifer was still God of the world. He's, come on, help me out. He was walking in Adamic authority. But then the second Adam came. 
and his name is Jesus Christ. And Matthew 16 verse 19 says, and Matthew 18 verse 18 says, Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Please hear me. He didn't just say, I'm giving you the keys to the bathroom, to the kitchen. Uh, he said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you decide to bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. And whatever you decide to lose on earth, I will lose in heaven. He even went on further. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on scorpions and on serpents, and nothing shall by any means harm you. This is why Matthew says, go and heal the sick. Cleanse the leopard. Cast out devils. How do you cast him out? It's not a, come as a belief, eight your fail, knob. No. It's in the name of Jesus to whom I belong, hallelujah, and in whom authority I'm standing, come out. And based on that word, every demon spirit in hell must obey, must tremble, must flee in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it, I want you to jump to your feet and say something is about to happen in this place. Now, I want to read you a, a quick passage that I haven't planned on, but the Lord gave it to me in praise and worship. It, whew. In Isaiah, it, the scripture says the following. Many people say that if I'm obedient, God will bless me. Many people, now this is Breakthrough Conference, by the way, if you, if you missed this. Many people say, well, I've been obedient and I've been, I've been giving, I've been sowing, I've been tithing. You know, the law of giving is receiving. If you're a giver, you are next in line to receive. That's it. That's it. But the, many people miss this scripture, the following verse. And this is not just in my Bible, it's in every Bible. In Isaiah, it says, it doesn't just say if you are obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. This is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Many people are obedient, but they're not willing to be obedient. This is why many people tithe and don't see a harvest, because they are obedient to the tithe, but not willing to release the tithe. Okay, I'm going to speak to my friends. Maybe you hear me in this place. With everything that you do for the Lord, if you have to be willing, number one, because you don't do it for the church, you don't do it for man, the Bible says whatever you do, do it like you do it unto the Lord. And the Lord in the secret will reward you. So I want you to say I have to be willing. And I have to be obedient. One more time, I have to be willing. And I have to be obedient. When you change that, you set yourself up for promotion. Whatever God asks you to do, first of all, ask the Lord, make me willing. Amen. You have to be willing to do whatever God, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I can't come to church, I'm sick. What do a pastor do when he's sick? He's willing and obedient. And I say, well, it's too far. Well, I, I, I drive an hour and a half to get here every week, so just free of charge, you know. I'm willing and I'm obedient. Many people, many people want to see the fire of God, the power of God, but not willing to do something. And this night, you're going to do something. You might say, so what is different tonight than last week, this time? Well, let me tell you. You're going to hear the word of God. And according to his word, something is already stirring in this place. I feel it. According to the word of God, you're going to receive tonight. According to the word. Say with me, according to the word. One more time, according to the word. So I want to speak to you about perpetual breakthrough. I want you to say perpetual breakthrough. 
Come on, one more time, perpetual breakthrough. So what is perpetual breakthrough? Well, this breakthrough is a never-ending breakthrough. It's an everlasting breakthrough. Come on, say never-ending. Say unending. Say constant. One more time, never-ending. Unending. Constant. An overflow. Never ceasing. Never stopping. Abundant. Breakthrough. I'm speaking to somebody about a breakthrough to your left and a breakthrough to your right. I'm speaking to somebody about a breakthrough in front of you and a breakthrough behind you. Ah, perpetual blessing, perpetual breakthrough. You know what we've done? We've asked the ushers to lock the door because tonight, whoever is under the sound of my voice, not only you will receive that perpetual breakthrough, but people around you will experience such an abundance of the overflow of God's Word. Hallelujah. And your jars will overflow. You know, you know, this is one thing that Satan cannot be. Satan cannot be the giver of life. Satan cannot be Jehovah Jireh. Satan cannot be El Shaddai. Satan is El Chipo. But God is El Shaddai. The God of plenty, the all-sufficient one. Now, if you have come for breakthrough in the wrong conference, this is going to be a perpetual breakthrough. This is going to mean that when you think like the jar is empty, something is going to stir it up again, and it will be more. I need to prophesy this to somebody. Monday morning when you step into your office, everything will change in your favor. You better hear me. My God, I've heard the Spirit of the Lord. When you walk into that office, everything will be different. Those people that try to break you will see that God has made you. Hallelujah. Every stress, every fear, every anxiety, no more. No more. Say with me, no more. And I, I, I declare this in the name of Jesus. I command the blessing tonight. I command in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. That the company that you're working for will experience overflow because you're there. Your, your, stingy, you, you don't hear me, your stingy boss must call you in and say it's time for overflow. It's time for a race in Jesus' name. If you need a race, jump to your feet and say, Lord, I command. I command. I command the race. I command it. I command it. Hallelujah. I command it. Say with me, I command it. I am the apple of God's eye. I will lack nothing. Again, we are not name it, claim it people. We are believe it, receive it people. If my Bible says it, it means that that settles it. Come on, if God says I can have it, it's done. High five your neighbor and say it's done. One more time, it's done. Done. I, listen, I don't know how long we're going to be tonight. Maybe 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. And if your boss has a problem with that, you'd say, fight your work. I'm walking in perpetual blessing. I'm walking in perpetual breakthrough. And if they don't know what it means, it means if I go, the blessing goes. Woo! Because from this night, and I'm going to lay hands on people tonight, and I declare that there will be an impartation in your spirit, that from this night, wherever you walk, breakthrough will follow you. Mercy and favor will be the twins 
The Bible says, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Now, somebody's saying, look, look at this guy. He's just all happy. I am, I'm happy because this word taught me that the joy that I have, the world has not given it to me. My situation has not given it to me. My God has given it. And if God has given it, no man can take it away. You better tell your neighbor nobody's opinion about you. Nobody's business about you will change the fact that you are blessed and never stressed. Anointed and never disappointed. If you believe that, give him an extra shout of hallelujah. You know, a merry heart brings the healing. A heart is full of joy, attracts the breakthrough, the blessing of God. So if you see anybody sad, I want you to jump on them and just hug them and smear on them and say, Cry big if I need joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we, can we get this first scripture on the board? If you have your Bible, I want you to open to the Bible, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. And I want you to read this with me, please. If you have your Bible, if you don't have your Bible, grab a Christian quickly. And say, hey, <laughs> borrow me your Bible. If you have a Bible on your phone, you're excused. You can use your Bible on your phone for now. Perpetual breakthrough. Perpetual breakthrough. Perpetual breakthrough. Before we read the scripture, I just want to say this. If you are in this place and it feels like your boat is not moving anywhere, you are at the right place. If, if you're in this place and you say it looks dark, it looks deep, perfect, 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 perfect atmosphere for miracles and breakthroughs. All right, let, let, let's do that again. Uh, come on, if you're in this place, you sit here, maybe you're standing, maybe you're on your knees, whatever you're doing right now. If you say that I'm in a place in my life where the boat is not moving, the fish is not there, it seems like the storm is against me, oh, I've been toiling all night, I've been crying, I've been seeking. Listen, you are a candidate, you are next in line for a miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to read this with me quickly. In uh, Luke chapter 5. The Bible says, now it occurred that while the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Galilee. Or Genesaret, that's Galilee. And, and, and he saw two boats standing by the lake. Please say two boats. He saw two boats standing by the lake. And the scripture says, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and um, I want to read this from my Bible because these screens are just messing with my eyes. Okay, so then he got into the, one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets for a catch. Now, listen quickly. I want you to go back to verse 2. He said, he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. What did you say, washing? washing. Please take note, the Bible doesn't say mending their nets. The Bible says they were washing their nets. All right, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out from, a little from the land, and he, and he sat down and he taught the multitude from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. And we have caught nothing. 
Do you see that the sentence doesn't stop there? When he said to the Lord, Lord, we've been toiling the whole night. We've been trying and trying, nothing happened. But he goes on. He says, but nevertheless, 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 at your word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, say with me, nevertheless, according to your word, I will let down my net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and the net was breaking. I like that. Say breaking. breaking. Now, if you, if you don't want to hear this, I'm still going to say that there's a breaking in your favor. <laughs> there's a breaking in your favor. Come on, there's a wind that started to turn around in your favor. The wind no longer will move against you. It will work for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to say this again. There's a breaking in your favor. You see, when you have favor, you don't need money. When you have favor, you don't need doors to open up for you. Doors opens up supernaturally. Come on, I'm declaring this. If you have favor, favor will bring you to high places. Favor will bring you before great men. Hallelujah. Favor will do things for you that a year's work couldn't do. I want you to shout favor. favor. One more time, favor. Now I'm declaring this and I'm prophesying this. Perpetual breakthrough is coming to your house. You are favored. You are favored. You are favored. The Bible says, and when they had done this, verse 6, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking. I like that. I want you to do it again. One more time. Shout breaking. Breaking. You know, you're going to say this 21 times. And before you get to your house, there's going to be a breaking. A breaking, a breaking in your wallet. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna open that wallet. You're gonna bang. What is this? We need to, we need to record anymore. Tomorrow the newspapers is here and say we're putting. Oh, come on. So <laughs> when it happened, they signaled their partners. Say partners. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees. He, he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Later you will find it in Scripture, the Bible says in verse 11. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Now you didn't know, you didn't hear that. They, the Bible says when they got to the land, they left everything. They gave up their business to follow Jesus. By the way, if you think that Peter was a poor man, you don't read your Bible right. The scripture says that he even had partners. He had boats. He had boats. Say with me, he had boats. You know, people that hates the, 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 the Bible that declares that God blesses. Now, you, you will find more than 500 times that the Bible speaks about prosperity. If you hate prosperity in the wrong place, because God wants to prosper you. John even says that I wish that you prosper even as your soul prospers. Everything that you, if you belong to God, everything must prosper. Say with me, everything must prosper. One more time, everything must prosper. So they had boats, the scripture says, and they had partners. The Bible says, but here's the, here's the, here's the quick thing. The Bible says that Jesus had to preach to the multitudes. Now, if you, if you understand Jesus was speaking to thousands, but he couldn't do that without doing something else. 
So the Bible says that Jesus saw men standing on the shore and they were washing their nets. Washing their nets means they caught nothing. If the Bible says they were mending their nets, it meant that they were catching something. Now they're fixing up what they were catching. But the scripture says they were doing that all night long. Why in the night? Because in the night when it's darkest, that's when the fish gets caught the quickest. That's the best time of the day to catch fish, especially in Galilee. So that's what what they had to catch at night. So when Jesus came to them, he said to them, can I just borrow your boat? So they were leaving everything that they were busy with, and they took, and Jesus said, take me a little bit deeper into the water. So they went a little bit deeper. So Jesus sat there, and he used Peter's boat as an amplifying system for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because as he was preaching, his, his words bounced off the water so that everybody could have heard him. If you, if you don't know that, it's a fact. If you stand on water, how many has been at water and you've shouted at somebody? It's a severe galm. Over the water. So Jesus used, I want you to say, Jesus used Peter's boat. As an amplifying system to preach the gospel. Now, something that you need to understand, when Jesus borrows your boat, he's never going to give it empty-handed back. This is the key that Peter wasn't just obedient, but Peter was willing. Peter was willing. He said, oh, I'm leaving everything. Come, Lord, I'll take you out. Willing. He was willing and he was obedient. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat off your land. Do you know what this means? This means that even if there's famine in your land, famine will not come to your house. It means that if there's a drought, if there's a recession, no man in this house will ever experience the recession touching anything on you. They can say, they can say that South Africa has the junk status. I want to tell you, you have a king status. Your father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And there's nothing that the devil can do about that. If you believe that, jump on your feet and give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. So if you, hear the, if you hear the word of God tonight, Jesus is about to get into your boat and something miraculous is about to happen. I want you to tell your neighbor something miraculous is about to happen. Now if you think about what the scripture is saying, it says, that, it says that while they were washing the boats, Jesus had a need, and his need was to use one of the boats. So I like this. Jesus was using a boat that was going nowhere. Jesus was using a boat that was stagnant. Jesus was using a boat that had nothing going on. Jesus has used a boat which the people around him was depressed and oppressed, and felt like failures, and he took that boat, and he used it to move forward and to catch the biggest catch. The catch was so big that Peter said, I am unworthy. Now, by the way, Peter was a fisherman. Peter knew how to catch fish, but he had no idea that once Jesus is done with my boat, oh my God, I feel a stirring in my spirit. The blessing was so big that when they got out, out on the shore, they said, who wants this boat? I'll never have need. <sighs> oh, I will never have need again. The Bible says they gave it up. The blessing was so severe. That, 
Holy Spirit, help them, please. Help them see what I see tonight. You don't, you don't even see it. The blessing was so huge that Peter got out of that boat. He said, hey, guys, somebody take this boat. The blessing I've received tonight is an unending, never ceasing, always coming, abundant blessing. Because he who has promised, he said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the land. They didn't just eat those fish. They were selling those fish. They were businessmen. But something happened in that boat. So the Bible says that Jesus said to him, thank you for using your boat. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to row out a little bit into the deep. Now, if you think that faith is being built on the shore, you're wrong. Faith is being built when it's so deep. When the water is so deep. God takes you many times. God takes you through territories that not even angels want to tread. And God takes you through deep waters because your enemies can't swim. And he takes you through deep waters because he knows that your Messiah can walk on water. Hallelujah. And he takes you through deep waters because he, he knows that his word cannot fail. It's just a word that he can speak. You know, the same Peter that said, Lord, according to your will, according to your word, I'll do it. It was the same Peter that said, Lord, if you, if you call me to the water, I'll walk. Because, Lord, I am persistent that I will leave my fear on that boat. I, I am persistent that I'm not going to walk on the water. I'm going to walk on your word. When Jesus said to him, Peter, come, Peter wasn't walking on the water. Peter was walking on the word. When he was sinking, he was sinking because it was unbelievable. Can this be? Well, tonight, you're going to be like Thomas. You're going to cry out, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because when the blessing comes, it will smack you to the left and to the right. Come on, it will turn you upside down. When you wake up after the meeting, this is why I wanted people in the front. I, I don't want to feel the anointing here by myself. I want what I feel. Let it move through every seat, row by row. Let it touch you. Let this yoke-destroying anointing break through and destroy every yoke on your shoulder, everything. Listen, listen, that opposing demon that has opposed you for all these months, all these years. Tonight, it's the worst night for that demon to harass you. In the name of Jesus Christ, no more harassment. I said, no more harassment. That devil will no longer harass you. Whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. Do you believe that? Yes. Come on, if you believe it, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, that boat, your boat, might represent your business, your job, your finances, your marriage. Okay, if you have one of them, wave at me. Your boat represents your business. If you don't have, I'm going to pray definitely for you. It's your marriage, it's your ministry. It's your plans. That's your boat. That's your boat. I said, that's your boat. So Jesus said, use me. You, I want to use your boat. Jesus said, I, I'm seeing this boat. He's just standing here. I can use it. I want to use it as an amplifying system for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But do you know what, what Peter didn't understood? Peter didn't knew that Jesus had a plan. Whatever you give back into his hands is his. And whatever is his, he takes care of. Jesus never uses a boat and doesn't release the blessing thereafter. This is what Jesus said after he was preaching. He said, I want you to do me a favor. Let's go a little bit deeper. So Peter, no problem. Here we go. And they went on a little bit deeper. And Jesus said the following. He said, I want you to take your nets, drop it to the side. 
to the, to the right side. Can you imagine? There they went onto the Sea of Galilee and suddenly Jesus had to say, stop. I feel it. Here's the atmosphere. Yeah, I sense a breakthrough. Yeah, I sense overflow. Don't move to the front. Don't even move an inch. I feel a rumbling. My God. I feel a stirring. It's right here, Peter. Drop it, drop it now. Peter said, Lord, you don't understand. We've been working hard. I'm speaking to people that's been toiling. We've been working hard, been crying, been wondering, been waiting. And, and it just seems like there's no catch. By the way, it always happens when it's at nighttime, when it's darkest. And, and, and Peter said, Lord, we've been toiling, we've been working. But and I, I can just see the conversation on the boat. Drop it now. My God. I want to tell you, it's dropping now. Quickly lift your hands. It's such a holy presence of the Lord. It's dropping right now. Come on, just close your eyes just for a few seconds. Spirit of God, you're welcome. It's dropping right now. You promised me, Lord, that this breakthrough conference will be a breakthrough that people will sit in amazement and say, can this be? And this is the start of this conference. This is your boat tonight. Use it. Use it. Use it for your glory. Amen. Now just quickly listen to me. Just take your seat just for a sec. So Jesus said, drop it. The Bible says, so Peter said, Lord, we've been working very hard to do nothing happened. But nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word, at your word. Because do you know what the Bible says? And this is a very familiar scripture. Faith cometh by hearing. But do you know that doubt also comes by hearing? Fear also comes by hearing. So you have to be careful what you listen to. You have to be careful what you hear. Because faith comes by hearing. You know, faith doesn't come by praying. Faith comes by hearing. And, and, and also doubt and fear comes by hearing. So, so Peter said, uh, following to Jesus, Lord, we've, we've toiled all night, nothing happened. Jesus, hang on. Drop it now. Nevertheless, at your will, at your word, at your command. And the Bible says they dropped it. Let me just quickly tell you, Jesus wasn't waiting for a new wave to come. He is the way maker. Let me quickly tell you something what happened when he stood on that boat and he said, drop it. Do you know what happened? The fish in the ocean obeyed. <laughs> and they moved to that boat. Because wherever Jesus is, wherever His Word is being released, there's breakthrough, there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders. Come on, the same Jesus Christ that said to Lazarus, come forth, is the same Jesus that said to Peter, if you obey my Word and drop it now, I'll give you a breakthrough like you have never, ever seen in your life. Hallelujah! The same Jesus Christ 
that was sleeping in a boat stood up and said, peace, be still. Is the same Jesus that said to Peter, if you listen to me, if you are willing and you obey, I'm going to give you a breakthrough, a perpetual breakthrough. That's not just going to help you for one night. What's going to happen to you tonight, Peter, is going to have an overflow to your whole future. From this night, I even tell you, no longer will you have to be a fisherman of fish. You will be a fisher of man. And I want to tell you, there will be provision in my storehouse. You will, my God, even Peter, before you ask, I will hear you. Even before you knock, I will open up the door. Because Peter, from this night, I release favor on your life. And favor ain't fair. I'm dropping it like it's hot. I'm dropping it on you. Lord, I've been working. I've been, I don't care how much you worked. I'm here to tell you, Peter, if you enter my rest and listen to my words, I'll give you perpetual breakthrough. Peter, I want to tell you something. The fish will no longer, no longer will you go and seek the fish. The fish will come and seek you. No longer will you have to ask where's the breakthrough. You will command the blessing of God and it shall come forth to your life. Tonight we're going to do something crazy in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, many people pray about things that they're supposed to command. Why? Because you've got the second Adamic authority. The better covenant. Oh my God. Come on, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Slap your neighbor, would you? As I hope you're awake. You might say, well, I've been working all night, nothing happened. There's a drought, we're standing still, the boat's going nowhere. You're the candidate. Look me in the eyes. You are next in line for the blessing of God. You know, I want to just say this before I'm going to get back to the Word. And I constantly say this because this is what we need to do. We need to create an atmosphere for people just to step in and to receive. When you preach the Word of God, and this is for everyone that wants to go into ministry as well. When you preach the Word of God, what you do is you stir up faith. So you, you, you impregnate the atmosphere for miracles. Because miracles are based on the truth of God's Word. What people also need to understand, Jesus said this in the book of John chapter 6. He says that my words, they are spirit. And they are life. They are spirit. Say with me, spirit. And say life. So what you need to understand, when the word is being released, it produces life. Why spirit? Because what you need right now is not in the natural, it's in the spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and spirit weakness in, in, in heavenly places. That's what you fight against. So Jesus is coming. He says, my words, thou spirit and life. So what you need is spiritual. Hallelujah. And when the word goes out, it produces life. I wish that everybody can hear this. If I say the following scripture, it might sound simple to you. But in the spirit, something happens. If I just read a scripture that says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Do you know what that means? It means that you can go home tonight knowing that he is your shepherd and you will never, never lack anything according to his word. 
You don't even need the laying on of hands. You simply need to believe the Word of God. When you believe the Word of God, it becomes life in here. Nothing shall be impossible. Come on, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He will quicken your body in you. And He will quicken the Word of God tonight in your life. When you go to your workplace, you have to command the change you want to see. You have that power in you. Don't pray about it no more. Okay, I'm going to speak to you. Don't pray about it no more. You walk into that place and you command. You command every lion that comes and roars against you. You tell that lion, I command you. You shut up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I am the head. I'm not the tail. My father is the king of kings. There's a lion that roars in me. Whoa! Whoa! You better, you better tell them, who do you think you are talking to? I am royalty. No, no, no. Somebody needs to, I don't know why I say this. Somebody needs this prophetic word. You're going to walk into that place. You're going to act like a big shot. Because whoever touches you touches the apple of God's eye. No man can bless what God has cursed, and no man can curse what God has blessed. Who do you think you're talking to? I am the apple of His eye. He who touches me touches the apple of God's eye. Whoa! Who do you think you're talking to? Do you know that the same power that lived, raised Jesus from the dead lives in me? Woo! Who do you think you're talking to? Do you know what I carry? Oh, 10 people had a revelation tonight. Hallelujah. Ah, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am just the head, never the tail. I refuse. Listen, stop listening to negativity. Stop listening to people that tell you you're not going to make it. There's three kinds of people in life. Caretakers, risk takers, and undertakers. You're a risk taker. Forget about the caretakers and the undertakers. Oh, let nobody steal that thunder. Let nobody steal that faith on the inside of you. God is about to turn things around for you. Well, Lord, if they don't listen, I take it. I take it. So Peter said, Lord, at your word, I will lower the net. You see, in the time of crisis... How do I get out of time of crisis? According to the word, the Bible says, you have to get the word of God. When you get the word of God in you, crisis is no more crisis, it's breakthrough. You know the word breakthrough, if you just read the word breakthrough, it doesn't, it doesn't explain to you that it is easy. It, it actually explains that there was something tough, something that resisted. There was resistance in front of you, but thank God I broke through. Hallelujah. That's breakthrough. So if you say it's tough, it's hard, good. You qualify for break. So you have to listen to the word of God at that time of crisis. Thank you, George. You have to listen to the word of God in a time of crisis. Say with me, I have to listen to the word of God. Now, here's the powerful thing. Peter dropped the net. And suddenly, say with me suddenly, something happened. Something happened that didn't happen the night before. Oh, something happened that didn't happen a week before. 
you know what is the difference? Because suddenly Jesus stepped into a boat that was dead, dying, sat on the shore stagnant. And Jesus said, I can use this filthy thing. Hey guys, stop cleaning your nets. I've got news for you. I need a boat. And I've got great news for you. I don't want it for free. I'm going to bring you a perpetual harvest. So just drop it. Bang, as he dropped it above, something happened. Something happened. There's a stirring. There's a shaking. Fear gripped their eyes, but this time it's not fear that they're going to die. This is fear of Candace B. The whole ocean, the whole sea was silent, but suddenly there's a roaring. Suddenly there's a thunder. And as they pulled out the, 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 the nets, do you know what happened? The Bible says that Peter shouted to his partners. That's the words. He shouted to his partners, Hey, dear Brock is here. Can you imagine they're washing their nets? Kijk hier die mal over die water, wat doen hy nou? But the Bible says suddenly they got into their boats and they went to breakthrough. Now what you don't hear, they didn't borrow their boat to Jesus, Peter did. But the blessing was so big that it, Peter couldn't contain it in his own boat. That's when God starts to bless you with perpetual blessing. It doesn't just stay with you. Amen. It touches everybody around you. What do I say? I say it's time that you stop worrying about your sisters and your mothers and your uncles. God will bless them because of you. Why does God bless people? God doesn't bless people to sit on the blessing. God blesses people to be a blessing. In other words, you will have to call a chummy and say, my God, bread is falling everywhere. I need truckloads. Bring a truck. Get the bread. Oh, I, I want to I up it a little bit. You, you have to call a friend and tell a friend, I have received increase, but the increase is so big that I don't know what to do with all the money. You, you didn't hear me. When the breakthrough comes, it comes to the effect that you will drown in your blessing. Do you know what's very funny? When, when Peter was on the, on, on the, on the ocean with, with Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat with all the disciples, they were rushing to the back and they were crying, Lord, don't you care that we're about to die? When the fish filled the boats, the Bible says to the overflow that they were busy sinking. Nobody cried out, we're busy dying. I'm going down and I'm going down good. Oh, <laughs> I'm not just going. You see, many people stand on the shore. Ha ha, look at him, he's going down. Brother, you're not just going to go down. You're going to go down good. Oh, they liked it this side. They, they just liked it. Are you with me right now? That's what happens when Jesus steps into your boat. So they cried to the partners. They said, hey, buddies, help us. The blessing is so big. It, listen, this is why God blessed Abraham and Lot in such a way that they had to move to different cities because the blessings was too big. Imagine God blesses you in such a way 
that family members will have to move away from here because you've got too many farms, you've got too many lands, you've got too many. The gold is stashed. Well, you might say, oh, well, Vessel, that's not my heart's desire, you know, to be rich. You know, one day in heaven. No, that's not what the Bible says. Jesus says in this life, a hundredfold. And in the life to come, everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peter didn't say, oh, Lord, two fishes will be enough. No, he knew that he's going to use his boat to amplify the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Is somebody listening to me? Peter knew the more fish I catch, the more. Listen, the Bible says the following. It says, do not gather for yourselves uh, uh, jewelry, vessels, uh, jewels, uh, riches on the earth. Now, let help you understand that. It means don't let it get your heart. He says, but you have to heap up a treasure in heaven. So do you know that you have an account in heaven that's waiting for you? I'm going to say this again. You have an account. Whatever you do on earth, there's an account in heaven waiting for you. You, you better hear me right now. You, you might say, when we all get to heaven, well, I promise you, the person next to you will not get the same reward as you. The more you've done for the gospel's sake on the earth, the Bible says, the more they will be waiting for you. And no, there's not seven virgins and a fountain. Ooh, it's quiet again. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to say this free of charge. You know what the world needs? The world needs a move of God's spirit. The world is sick and tired of 20 minutes of nothing. Come on. The world is sick and tired of great cliches, but no power, no movement of the spirit of God. I'm here to declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We command that blessing. And we say, devil, loosen God's people. Hallelujah. Do you know what happened next? When that boat was Filled with fish, to the overflow, they were busy sinking. My God, can you imagine that? It's like the Titanic, here they go, whew, but going down good. <laughs> Have you noticed they were more blessed in the deep than they were blessed on the, on the shore when there was nothing going on? Do you hear what I'm telling you? God's just waiting for people who says... Uh, I've been working all night. What do you want me to do? Go deeper. No, please, Lord. Oh, please, go deeper. I've got a plan. I don't want to use your boat just for nothing. I've got a plan. Now, the breakthrough is here. The breakthrough. Hey, help. The breakthrough is here. Hey. Peter fell on his knees. He says, Lord, I'm unworthy. I'm a sinful man. I'm unworthy. You see, many times you won't receive until you get to a position where you bow. Many times when you bow, the posture, bow, that's when you start to see. This is why Elijah had to bow when he was praying. When he said, what do you see? The servant came back, I see nothing. Elijah did what? He bowed again. He bowed seven times. At the seventh time, he declared, there's a, there's a cloud as big as a man's hand. He said, that's good enough. You better prepare because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Come on, I hear the sound. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. 
Now listen, if you can't even confess it, how do you believe it will knock on your door? Come on, if you can't even believe it with your heart, how do you believe that God should do it for you? You see, God is not, God, God shouldn't just do anything. God does what His Word says. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. I just need a few people that will believe tonight. You have to say, this should not be just another service. This should be you saying that on your word, on your word. Now, I'm giving you the word tonight. Did you hear me preach the word? I preached faith on the inside of you. Now, if you receive the word, Lord, let it be on your word. I want to tell people here tonight, you better write down the date I'm telling you this. God is bringing crazy breakthroughs to your life. Let me tell you this right now. These people that are sitting in this place and you're trusting God for serious things. But I want to tell you, God is going to do it. Not the way that you've done it. Listen, if you have written stuff down that you want us to pray for. And, and you've got a plan. Do you know what God's going to do? When you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Do you know what God does? He does 11. You think God's going to do it this way, this way, this way. That's not how God's going to do it. God's going to do it His way. I said God's going to do it His way. You might feel tired, lonely, deserted, and God will say, hey, I need your boat. Your boat is going nowhere. Your marriage is going nowhere. Your business is going nowhere. Your ministry is going nowhere. Your money is going nowhere. But I'm going to take that nowhere, and I'm going to direct it into a somewhere, because the somewhere will bring such a blessing. There will be a twofold thing that will come. Number one, when Peter called for help, this means that when God blesses you, now, I believe this, that God sometimes takes people in a family. He takes a couple, and He blesses that couple to the overflow. And they will be dispensers of the overflow of the life of what God has given them. Why is it so quiet? Because Peter said the following. He called out for help. He said the blessing is so big. Can I help? people here. I need some prophetic people. I want you to tell your neighbor, help me. Come on, you better say that to faith. Come help me. The blessing is too big to carry. So the Lord blesses you. Say with me, number one. Number one. The Lord blesses you to a point where you'll have to call help in. Your business will boom. Suddenly, bang, expand. Suddenly you will, you will have to say, hey, Take away, but we can't have more business. That's a good place to be. Or you're going to have to call back up. You're going to just say, come help me. There's a breakthrough in my favor. Come on, there's a turning in the way. Something good is happening to me. And I can't contain it. Hallelujah. And the same eyes that saw you going down will see you come up again. The same people that stood ridiculing you will see the overflow on your life. My God, you, you might say, well, my whole family is, but who cares about your family? God will use the weakest of the clan, the weakest of the family, to show how powerful He is through you. What God is about to do in you, through you, and to you, your neighbors, your family, your friends, your enemies will stand in amazement and say, look what God has done. This is why God says, I will bless you in the midst of your enemies. What did David say? You bless me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth. 
What did Elijah say to the widow? He said, hey, hang on. I promise you, you will eat and you will eat and you will have more than enough. But there's a drought. Who cares? We are not moved by the natural. I am not of this world. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I have power to command the blessing. By the way, people read the Bibles wrong. The book of Hebrews it one, Hebrews 1 speaks about ministering angels. Many people say that ministering angels ministers me, ministers us. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says ministering spirits ministers for us. That's the difference. Many people think that angels come just to minister me. No, they come to minister for me. This means that we have the authority and the power to say, ministering angels, I command you in Jesus' name, go out and bring forth the harvest in the name of Jesus. <laughs> ministering angels, bring in the money. Oh, hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. One more time. So you will be blessed. Others will be blessed because of your life. Favor will come on your life. Come on, this is what happens when you give Jesus your boat. Supernatural increase comes and knock on your door. Come, shout with me, supernatural increase. Perpetual breakthrough. Never ending. One more time, never ending. One more time, unending. Say unending. Say constant. Hallelujah. What's the difference between tonight and last week? The Word of God. Speak the Word. Now, I like this. When, when Peter received the blessing, the Bible says they went back to the shore and they stopped everything right there and they said, who wants to take this? The blessing hit me so hard. I'll never have to work again. Okay. <laughs> you know what happened? Suddenly there's a shift. People say, oh, the Bible says I need to work to, to eat. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. But something happened with the perpetual blessing on Peter's life. Jesus even said when he sent him out, he said, hang on, I don't want you to take a wallet. I don't want you to take clove food. It will just come to you. You remember when Jesus sent him out to two, he said, don't take a tunic. Don't take money bags. He says, wherever you go, it will be provided. Why? Because the dominion that Adam lost, Peter, I'm giving it back to the church. Hallelujah. You will call forth the blessing. This is why the Bible says in the book of the Amplified Version, in the book of Job, if you decide on a thing, decree it, and it shall be established for, let's try that again. It says decide on a thing. I need five people quickly on this side, three on this side, four on this side. That will decide that I am too blessed. I decide I am blessed. You have to decide that tonight is the night that I'll never go back to Egypt again. You come on, you have to decide to believe the word of God with everything in you. Am I preaching in the right church? Is there somebody that says there's a stirring? Now, I'm almost done. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just stay with me. So here's a quick key. Tonight what we're going to do is you're going to write down what you need from the Lord, all right? Some of you brought, brought things to pray for. And tomorrow night do the same thing. You know, bring it, bring whatever you, you trust God for. But tonight what, I'm gonna, what we're going to do is I want to ask people with crazy faith to do something. It's going to be something like we've never done before. Tonight we're not going to just pray about the finances. If it's finance, okay, if you're here, you need a financial breakthrough, wave at me quickly. Be honest. 
You need some obviously. Okay? Maybe you've got 10 million in the bank, you still need a financial breakthrough. Hoyle, hoyle. Wave it like it's no one's business. Okay? What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna command. We're gonna command. We're gonna say, Lord, this is what I'm trusting you for tonight. I declare and I command. This is the amount that will come in. Then secondly, you're going to tell that devil, devil, you better take your hands off my money. Okay, let's try that again. You devil, you, you better take off your hands off my money. You better take off your hands off my joy. You better take your hands off my car. You better take your hands off my marriage. Come on, you better take your hands off my ministry. You better take your hands off my business. Where's the crazy people tonight that's fed up? And then thirdly, you're going to say, I command those ministering spirits assigned to me, come on, who's part of righteousness, I command them to go out and bring forth the harvest, the financial breakthrough. Come on, that's two can go to make it straight.